Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked. Get started. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Play with magic. Boy, you should know what you're 
Hi, everyone. Welcome and happy Mondays to everyone out there. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. It's February 13, 2017, and it's time for Manic Mondays with our host, Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. She's got two amazing guests lined up to join her tonight. In our first segment from Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X, Will Wall, the youngest survivor to ever play the game, will be here with her. And in our second segment, Brandon Dix from from Naked and Afraid will be calling in to chat with Michelle. And, of course, if you'd like to chat with Michelle, Will, or Brandon, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays from our switchboard while you're driving home from work or maybe making dinner um, for your family. We have people who do both of those things. So just make sure that you press that one and let us know that you want to join us on air. Um, Let's go ahead and bring up our host and get this party started and find out if our host is Buried in snow. Um, Hi, Michelle. How are you up there? And can you see out your windows, or are you completely buried in snow in the perfect storm up there in the northeast? Hey, Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody (laughs) out there. Happy Manic Monday. And let's just say I'm a little snow bunny. I (laughs) am a snow bunny. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you know what? I blame all those people out there that said, I want snow, and oh, my God, I want to ski, and all that stuff. Well, go up to the ski valleys, because we haven't had a lot of snow cherry around these parts. Uh, it was, it's was it been a very nice winter, I'll be honest with you. But then all of a sudden, um, well, you guys know I was away last week for work. I was up in... Uh, northern Massachusetts, and I was up there for a week. Well, guess what? I got snowed in um, another extra day. Uh, We had to cancel our last show of our convention. Uh, Not cancel it, but nobody showed up because it was uh, (laughs) all the flights were canceled and there was nobody there. Um, They actually put me up, good news, Cherry, because I would have been driving into the blizzard. So we had our first show, first blizzard in Rhode Island on Thursday. Um, luckily, they put me up, and all of my coworkers from all over uh, the East Coast, uh, Philadelphia area, New York, New Jersey, we were all snowed in together. So luckily, there was a um, Uno that was open. And we were having a couple of drinks to pass over the time. And then we got ourselves another snowstorm yesterday, cherry pie and everybody listening. Another blizzard, storm warning. Um, It wasn't as bad as the first one. It was actually more north than um, me, about like a half hour up north, uh, they got uh, pummeled, but we we got a, probably another uh, eight inches to a foot of snow, and we are bracing ourselves for 
Another one. Cherry. Another one. Good Lord. Like Wednesday. So oh my God. I'm, I'm three and done. One, two, three, done. Boom. Okay, let's move on. But we're going to be in the 50s on Sunday, so go figure. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what our last, well, last weekend and our upcoming weekend has been like. This past weekend and our upcoming weekend has been 70s. What? <laughs> yeah. 70s? That's kind of crazy for you guys, right? It is. I mean, we're in February in St. Louis, and we've been hitting, like, right at the 70 mark. It's nuts, but I'm taking it, baby. I'm loving it all the time. I'm not complaining one bit. I'm loving life. I want that. I want that, girl. I'm loving it. Good for you. Oh, please. Spring and summer couldn't come any sooner, but... We're dealing with it. That's what we do up here in New England. We bitch and complain and moan and groan and pant our little feet. But we just keep trucking if our car can make it through the snow. Pretty much. I, I, <laughs> I think snow to belongs on party. postcards. I, I don't like snow one bit. You know, and we haven't had hardly any. I think we've had less than an inch of snow here in St. Louis this, this winter. And... Wow. If we can make it out of this winter, not only we have, you know, an average for us is like a foot, foot and a half of snow yeah. for a whole winter. You know, we don't get a lot, but we get, sometimes we can get a foot and a half, two feet of snow per winter. But, I mean, we don't get tons of snow, you know. But we might get like four or five inches here and six inches there and, you know, but... This winter, we've gotten, like, a half an inch total. Well, wow. We, I know on Thursday, uh, Cumberland was one of the hardest hit places, which is where I live. Lovely snow belt. We got, I think, 16 inches of snow. And uh, yesterday, we added to that pile. So you enjoy every minute of those 70 degrees, and I hope everybody out there... If you're living up like Cherry's living it up, she's she's got her feet in the sand. God bless you. Good for you. Enjoy. And if you're like me, get your galoshes out. That's all I got to say because I guess snow is coming. I blame that little groundhog, too. It's all his fault. Damn little sucker. Well, anyway, enough complaining about the weather. Uh, we have a great guest tonight, guys. Uh, we're still uh, going to be talking reality rally. So we'll be filming that clip up soon. Uh, the deadline for the donations did finish on Monday. Uh, just one, I mean Friday. Wanted to be able to know that I made it. I made it uh, and I donated as well, so I can make it. Um, but the the donations don't stop here, guys. I got a donation. I think uh, Saturday or Sunday. So we still want to um, get some money for Michelle's place. Uh, we want to kick cancer in the ass. We all dealt with it. And we'll be talking about that with our guests. We have Will, the youngest survivor ever. He'll be calling in first segment. I can't wait to talk to him. And then we have Brandon Dix from Naked and Afraid. He'll be calling in in a little bit. Uh, Terry, and to everybody, I just want to say um, happy Valentine's Day. Are you going to be doing anything special, Cherry Pie? 
Um, possibly over the weekend. My husband's working 10 hours a day right now. <laughs> so when he gets home, he's exhausted. Um, so I don't know if we'll be doing anything real special tomorrow, but maybe over the weekend. It's supposed to be really nice. We'll probably wait until the weekend. Maybe because take a walk on the beach. Meanie, meanie, meanie. In the 70 degree um, weather, yeah. It's supposed to be like yeah, a both I, days, sunny and, and 70. I'm just like so excited about it. It's it's cooled off a little bit during the week. We're like hitting 50s during the week, you know, during the high, the weekdays. We're getting around 50 um, for the highs, 50, 54, something like that during the week. But during, on the weekend, it bumps up, and we get like 70-degree 70 day, 70 days on the weekend. So I'm like, I'm taking that, you know. Love yeah. it. I know. I know a lot of people. Some people have the weekends off, so for them to be able to enjoy what they miss throughout the week and it be even better, that's very, very uh, enjoyable. So, um, I'm, I'm I have a date with the doctor, so oh, I no. hope uh, my Valentine's I hope my Valentine's Day is good. Let's just say that uh, going in for some tests. So everyone, please say prayers for me. Uh, the more I get, the better. Um, so fingers crossed everything works out. Okay. Well, Miss Cherry Pie, let's throw up the clip of Miss Lovely Jillian so she can talk about Yali Valley, like clue everybody in on what's going on. Do you mean to go ahead and play the clip now? Yeah, go for it. Because we'll, uh, we'll be spending time talking to our guests. Okay. We'll, we'll get in as much as have possible. Reality Rally 2017. Cancer don't discriminate. Care if you're just 38. This is Joyan from Survivor, and as you know, from Reality Rally. And we do the most amazing event every April in Temecula, California, raising money. We call it Funds for Funds, and the money goes to Michelle's Place, which is a breast cancer resource center that has provided over 100,000 services free to people fighting cancer, they let no one face cancer alone. Our amazing event is coming up for the seventh year. The dates are April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Check out all the events on realityrally.com. We are the biggest reality TV celebrity gathering in the country. It's 110 reality stars right now and from 42 different shows. And we have epic events for everyone. You'll find a lip sync showdown, a red carpet reception at Wilson Creek and a casino night, celebrity chefs showcase, celebrity autograph sessions, and of course, the Reality Rally Race, which is the amazing race type of game on Saturday the 8th. That's what my love is for. In your week, I'll be strong when you let go. So come on down. It's an amazingly fun weekend. April 6th, 7th, and 8th. So check it out. RealityRally.com. And I always have to thank the Red Reality Show, who has been on board helping us promote this event since 2010. Without them, there would be people that would know nothing about it. So Manic Monday, thank you for what you do, and also the other Red Reality Shows that we've had the opportunity to be on. So thank you, Red Reality Show. We love you guys. 
It's realityrally.com, and this is Jillian from Survivor and Reality Rally, thanking everybody for what you do to make this such a reality every year as we help save some lives. Every second. I know. Every time. And I want to let mm-hmm. you know that while we were listening to that clip, your first guest came on our switchboard. So when you're ready, I'll bring him up. All right. I just want to say, everybody out there, if you're listening, 347-237-5506. And if you want to pop in and ask a question, make a comment, make sure you press the 1. And so let's bring up our first guest, Cherry. From Survivor Millennials versus Gen X, we have the youngest survivor to ever play the game, Will Wall. Thank you for calling in, Will. Thank you for having me. Hey, Will. It's Michelle. Thank you for coming on Manic Monday. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for joining us. We are so excited to have you on. Um, let's get started. First off, um, I know that you were going to do Reality Rally. Unfortunately, you said you're not going to be able to do it, right? Yeah, unfortunately this year, um, things just got a little bit too hectic, uh, not able to do it. However, um, all the money I did raise is still being donated, and I plan on uh, attending next year, uh, so long as things all work out. Awesome, awesome. So we'll still on the Reality Rally kick, you guys. Um, we'll make sure that we'll let you guys know where you can go and donate um, for him under uh, Reality Rally. Um, first, let's talk a little bit about your experiences on Survivor. First off, I and all of us here are huge fans of yours. You did such a great job. We're so proud of you. Talk about, first off, being the youngest person ever to be on Survivor and your experience on it. Well, thank you for being fans and for all the nice compliments. Um, being the youngest on the show is just it's a dream come true. I, I never expected to actually get on the show uh, when I first applied and to actually uh, have that opportunity and to hold the title as the youngest survivor ever. It, it still hasn't sunk in yet, and I don't think it ever will. I think it will always be something that is a dream and that will never feel truly quite real. I'm sure at times you probably, like, pinch yourself and it's like, what is this? Is this really real? But, I mean, you lived through Survivor and – Talk about watching it on TV and then actually living through it. I mean, it must have been so intense. Yeah, living through the whole experience. um, You know, we had a really interesting cast, too. We had a group of people that were all playing very intensely, but at the same time, we all had sort of a sportsman-like mentality in the sense of that, yeah, things were going to get intense. People were going to lie and defeat at Tribal Council and on the beach, but uh, after Tribal Council's over, we'll come back, we'll make a fire, and we'll kind of all, you know, get together and keep surviving and keep pushing forward. So I, I'm friends with most of the people still on there. Um, we all really are we're close, tight-knit cast, and uh, it definitely helped make the experience that much better to know that we were all kind of in this together, even though we were playing for a million dollars and were kind of, you know, at each other's throats at some points, but uh, really trying to make this experience great for all of us 
Yeah, I mean, we had Cece on last week, and we, we talked about the fact that the group of cast that they, they, they casted for uh, Millennium's vs. Gen X, it, it was pretty awesome cast. I mean, it was very diverse, a lot of different types of, uh, you know, attitudes, a lot of different types of gameplay, and, and you're right. I mean, everyone was kind of playing hard kind of right away, which for us watching was, was pretty amazing, but it must be difficult. I mean, I did Big Brother, and, you know, you have to compete, and then you have to, like, have dinner with them and hang out, so it's a crazy dynamic of competing against somebody and then at the same time kind of just being in, like, a sorority or frat house kind of, right? Yeah, it definitely um, – I, I, the, the best way I could put it is that I just really didn't think about it. I couldn't allow myself to think about, yeah, I shared dinner with this person a few hours ago and now I'm voting them out of, you know, out of the game. I, I just, I couldn't let those little things get to me. I kind of had to like flip a switch and turn it off. And um, yeah, I still built real bonds out there with people, but when it came time to tribal council, when it came down to writing somebody's name, I knew that I couldn't think about the personal relationships. Like that'll be there after the game's over. Uh, right now, I'm playing my game, and I have to do what I have to do. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it, if it's a true relationship and bond, everybody understands that there's got to be one survivor, one winner um, at the end of it all. So um, sometimes, though, emotions get in the way. Did you ever find yourself getting kind of? Uh, emotional or realizing, oh, you know, I know I should be voting this person out, but I just, I can't because I like them and we hang out. Well, I almost had that reaction um, with Michaela. I really did not want to vote her out from a personal standpoint, um, but she was just such a strategic and physical force in the game. I honestly believe that if she got to the merge, she would have beat everyone on my season. She would be the sole survivor. Um, and, I almost let emotions get the best of me because we really did create a bond out there. Everyone on Ikabula, when we were out there uh, surviving and having to create a whole new beach, it really, um, we all kind of came very close together. And Michaela and I uh, definitely grew uh, closer and we got a bond. And it was definitely hard to write her name down. But that was one of those times where I just had to, you know, keep telling myself that it's strategy over emotions and I just have to play strategically. Yeah, you gotta separate business and pleasure, right? I mean, it's easier yeah. said than done. A lot of people look from the outside in, and I wouldn't do that, or I would do this. And did you ever find yourself kind of sitting back, going, "Man, you know, it's so much easier to play it when you're watching it from from home on the couch." Yeah, it definitely is. It's um, it, it was actually very difficult watching it back because there were so many things that I wish I could tell myself that I didn't know at that moment. And it got to the point where there were a few episodes I had to skip. Um, I did see the majority of the season, but it, it was really, really hard watching myself make these mistakes that I know now that I could have prevented if I made one different move than what I did. Well, it's always like you, you know, easier to look in hindsight, you know, and you know, people ask me, you should have did this, you should have did that, but maybe it wouldn't have panned out after either. Like things could have worked out differently against you, right? So, it's it's kind of hard to say if you had done something different, if it really would have worked the way you imagined it in your head, right? Exactly, because you never really know what the jury is going to think at the end of the day. You never know what 
um, everyone else is thinking in their head. Like, after the game was over, I found out that Sunday had a plot to get rid of me, regardless if I flipped on Z. So if, even if I stuck with Zeke and didn't vote him out, I might have been voted out soon anyway um, if Sunday was able to get that plan together. So, yeah, there were definitely a lot of scenarios where even if I – didn't make one move there still could have been something else that took me out or maybe the jury would have been upset at me for doing this move instead of that move so you never know um what could have been or what might have been it's really hard to tell at the end of the day it it really is i mean it's hard to get into everyone's mind frame now do you think that the jury they kind of play by well they, they they choose by emotion or do you think they do strategic or is it kind of like a mixed battle? Like you just think, oh, yes, this person is definitely going to be the one to win. And then, you know, people are just kind of throwing like balls left and right and, and just kind of blowing your mind and who they, they pick at the end. Yeah, and the thing is that they could choose whatever. And I'm a big uh, proponent that it doesn't matter what the jury decides. You know, people can argue that, oh, this was a bitter jury. Okay, maybe they were bitter, but so what? The jury can do whatever they want to do. And if they're bitter, then they're probably bitter for a good reason. That person who lost maybe should have had a better social game or maybe should have done this instead of that. You know, it, the, in my opinion, the jury is never wrong. If the jury votes one way, it's because they personally feel that that's who they want to win. And I, I – who, who are we to, you know, disagree with the jury at the end of the day? Because they were the ones there. They were the ones playing the game. Amen. And they got that right to make it to that point um, to choose. So I I hope that everyone listens to well here, people that yell at juries and tell them that, you know, they should have done this and should have done that. You know what? They made it that far. So I think they have the decision to, to do whatever they, they, they feel is right for them. Um now, there's a lot of people out there listening, and they kind of maybe want to know your backstory on, you know, how, how long have you been thinking about trying out? Was this the first time you tried out, and did you do a, a casting call? Did you do a video? Let people know how, how you got on. Yeah, so I, I've been a big fan for many years now, and I, I always knew that when I returned 18 that I would definitely apply. And I wrote the um, the script that I was going to do for my audition tape, uh, years before, I think it was like 15 years old when I wrote the script and I would edit it like every year I would go back and I would edit it until I was 18 and I was able to apply. And then um, I, I applied uh, with a video and I submitted it to the casting website and I didn't hear back for a while. It took a long time for me to hear back. And I was, um, you know, I, I was one of the last people they got. They called me very late in the process and I'm very lucky to have gotten on. So it, that's the thing is that if you're trying to apply, if you're listening right now, and if you're trying to apply, it, it can be just a little bit of luck right there at the end that can end up getting you on the show. Cause it, I think it was like three months in between the time that I submitted my video and that I heard anything back. So you never know. And sometimes it could be years, but maybe you'll hear back one day. Absolutely. Cause people get frustrated and they think that this is like, you know, um, something that's really quick, 24 hours, uh, you know, you send an application and they'll let you know. It, it, it just doesn't work like that. Um, you have to have patience and you have to be able to hear a no. Just because it's a no, it doesn't mean no f- forever. It means maybe not right now. Um, tell people, like, what your video was like so that they can get an idea. I mean, not to copy you because, obviously, when doing something like this, you got to stick 
to your ground. You've got to be yourself, maybe an exaggerated version of yourself, but you've got to be true to yourself. What was your video like? Yeah, so my video was actually really simple. It was just me walking around my house um, doing random things. I was shirtless the entire video. I was, you know, saying random things just to get attention, basically. I was just trying to do what you said, take my personality, multiply it by 100, make it extreme, make it over the top, and um, that's what got noticed at the end of the day. I did not think it would work, but it ended up, working for me so and that's the other thing too is that it it may seem like a dumb idea but try it you never know it may be that idea that gets you on the show yeah like some people try to really go overboard um you know and sometimes it's just the simple little things that get their attention i mean you know i'm sure they've had a lot of 18 year olds apply um there was something that you did that stuck out now, did they make emphasis on the fact, like, you know, you're going to be the youngest. Like, are you going to be okay? Is your family going to be okay? Did they sort of, like, baby you, or were they just kind of like, hey, listen, this is what we're doing. Let's go. If you can't keep up, you know, let, you know, keep it moving. Yeah, in casting, I think they asked me, the first question they asked me was, are your parents and your school going to be okay with this, and are you actually serious about applying? Um, and I said yes, and that was the only time they ever brought it up. After that, it was all, we're treating you like an equal because that's, you know, how this is going to work. If you can't hack it, then, you know, we're not going to hold your hand through it. you got to survive if you're going to survive out here. And that, that means casting and actually out on the island because casting is a whole other game that, you know, needs to be played. So I, I was not given any help throughout the process. I had to do everything on my own uh, from the moment that I stepped foot into that arena. Yeah, um, I like that, the arena. (laughs) (laughs) Goliath, you know, when someone's going in the arena, someone's going, someone hopefully is going out a winner, right? Um, That's what it feels like, you know. Sometimes it feels like everybody's just against you and you got to, like, fight through it. And that's part of Survivor, just fighting through it little by little. The little battles, the little battles here and there. Now, how was your family? I mean, uh, uh, were they Survivor fans? Did they, you know, kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, you, you should go ahead and apply, you know, and maybe didn't really think that, oh, my gosh, you actually are going to be on Survivor. Did they freak out? They didn't want me to apply. Um, they were both kind of against it. I um, I told them that I'm not going to get on. I'm just going to apply for fun. It's just going to be a fun thing. And they were not happy, especially my mom was not happy uh, when I ended up actually getting a call back and getting to go on. But after a while, um, they were okay with it. They accepted the fact that I was going to be going out there and I was going to be doing this. And um, at the end of the day, I think they know that it was a really great opportunity for me to uh, experience this. Well, yeah, it's probably like the coolest thing ever. I mean, it was probably one of the first times you left your house for that long. I mean, I'm not really quite sure if you've, taken any trips overseas or done anything like that away from your family so was this like the first time you've left your family for that long yeah definitely um for like a month and a half yeah i mean a week here and there i'd be gone but never for that long no oh my gosh it must have been like i mean i know i'm like you know a family person and like i cried like a baby many times in the big brother house so (laughs) um i could only imagine probably what you were feeling um 
but I'm sure just being in that moment kind of probably helped you out. Like, I'm a survivor. I can't even believe this. Like, I'll, they'll be fine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, um, at, at the end of the day, they were fine with it. I think, I think they, especially after I got back and everything was okay and they knew I was fine, it was a good, good thing. All right. Well, this this a little bit of talk in the chat room. Okay, I'm sure. I, I just want to know if you get this a lot. But do you do you get that you have a very deep voice and you don't sound like you're 18 years old? Do you get that a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually do get that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something. I, I yeah, I, I've always gotten that. Like you have a really deep voice. Something about always working on like radio or something of that nature. Yeah, I, I get that comment a lot. Well, I guess you both I have, have something in common. I have that deep voice. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what has been the most um, touching experience you've had with a Survivor fan since you've been home? Something that a fan has has either said or done for you um, since you've been home that has really touched your heart. Yeah, th- there's been one fan um, that I've talked to a little bit about. Just th- this person really wants to be on Survivor and. Uh, I've been trying to help them create a video and they're about 16, which is about the age when I started to start formulating ideas to make my video. So I've kind of helped them with ideas on how to make their audition tape. So when they do turn 18, they can submit that and hopefully he'll get on the show. Um, you know, I kind of lead off with that legacy because there's a lot of people like that who are, you know, uh, either 18 or a little bit younger than 18 who are asking me like, how do I get on the show? How do I do this? And, um, I, I definitely, it's all in all just being able to kind of give it little advice here and there. And usually I, I find myself echoing the same thing, you know, be confident, be original, make yourself stand out, things like that. Um, but just being able to help. And I, I'm really hoping that one day there will be an 18 year old, another 18 year old on the show that wins the whole thing, breaks my record as the youngest ever, and I'm going to be so happy when that day comes because I really want to see an 18-year-old win this show, uh, and I'd love to see someone younger than me win this show. So I definitely want to help anyone I can uh, get on this show and win. Well, it's going to be a little bit difficult because you you set the bar pretty high now. You know, they probably weren't going to be looking at 18-year-olds, you know, in depth like, oh, yeah, forget about them, but since – you are the first 18-year-old to be on it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes on the next 18-year-old. I'm just saying. So yeah, and that's great. Yeah. yeah, like I, I definitely um, – I don't know if I helped at all with future casting in that regard, but if I did, then that, that's great because I, I definitely want to see more young people represented on the show. So when you went on, were you a junior or – because you're a senior now, correct? No, I'm, I'm a freshman in college. You're a freshman in college. Okay, good. So how was it like going back and, you know, getting feedback from your classmates and your teachers? I mean, you must have been just – everybody must have been just calling you and, hey, you remember me from the lunchroom and, you know, I'm your favorite teacher? <laughs> was it something like that? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people reached out to me that uh, there, there were a lot of people in my school who I never knew that were Survivor fans that would reach out to me, and um, I know a lot of people back in my hometown. I come from a very small town uh, with about just a few thousand people, and 
Um, a lot of people there were watching it, and it, it's really nice to know that I had a community back home that was supporting me the whole time. That must have been crazy. Did they have, like, some sort of parade for you? I mean, you know, they must have done something huge for you when you got back. I wish. It was uh, by the time I got back. By the time the show aired, it was uh, winter, so I couldn't really do a parade, unfortunately. New Jersey would be way too cold, but um, I wish. That would have been really cool. Oh, New Jersey. Okay, so did you did you just uh, get hit by some snow? I just got a blizzard on Thursday and just got hit by some more snow yesterday, and I'm anticipating some more on Wednesday. So do you like snow, Will? <laughs> Are yeah, you the one I that's love been snow. For snow? <laughs> I love snow, but unfortunately, I, I'm going to Ohio State right now, so I'm in Columbus, and we have not gotten a lot of snow in Columbus, unfortunately. Um, so if you guys are getting snow on the East Coast, I want to go back there, you know, get some of that snow. But yeah, unfortunately, come, come we don't have some. any. There's, there's plenty of here to go around. I'm, I'm willing to ship you out some. So, okay, so now you're in college, right? So how's college life? What's What kind of courses are you taking? I mean... Well, let us know about what's what's happened after Survivor. Yeah, so I, I'm a poli-sci major uh, at Ohio State, and it's amazing. It really is great to um, go from a really small high school to a very large uh, university. The football is amazing. Everybody, you know, I, I love Ohio State football. Uh, go Buckeyes. And it really is just a great overall experience. Um I, I yeah I I don't really know what else to say. It's just overall great. Do you get recognized a lot? Like yeah yeah class of class. Yeah, especially when the show is airing. Feel? Yeah. How does that feel though? Like going from you know, your little town and you're in high school and now you're oh I'm going to college. You know, after Survivor, no biggie. And and there's people chasing you down, wanting them to sign autographs and stuff. How how is surreal is that? That was very surreal. Um, it happened a lot more when the show was airing. Now it kind of has settled down a little bit, but it was definitely um, very surreal, like just walking into a class and then having a bunch of people know who I was. It um, it was very funny. I know there are some survivor drafts going on, and there were people that would come up to me and be like, oh, you're in my draft right now. I hope you do well because I got money on you or something. It really was, like, funny to hear that. So you were like in a draft, yeah. There's yeah, I don't know how that everywhere. works. Yeah, oh, I, I don't really know how that everywhere. works, but I hear about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been involved in in many in my day. I like to I like to gamble a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been watching Survivor? Like, are you the like one that's like gone back and watched it from the Richard Hatch days, or did you start like um, you know a few years back? I started. A few years back, probably like middle school, like around season 22, uh, but I've gone back and I've seen all the older seasons and I've watched it all at this point, yeah. Okay, so that gets goes into the next question I have for you with the Game Changers. I mean, um, around, let's see, March 8th, which is less than a month away because this is February 13th, so March 8th we will be seeing the premiere of Survivor Game Changers and – there's a lot of people um, that are, you know, pretty epic. Well, all of them are pretty epic. But, you know, you got a two-time women, winner on there. Um, you got somebody coming back that left because of injury, Caleb. 
Um, and so who are you rooting for? Who are you excited to see? And what would be the first thing that you would do if you were there? I, I, Sandra's my girl, but you can't let her win three times. I'm just saying. I love Sandra. If Sandra I does actually her. win oh. a third time, like, no disputing the fact that she would be the greatest player. Even if she doesn't win this time, I still think she's the greatest player of all time. Like, amazing. Um, but aside from uh, Sandra, I really got to be rooting for my fellow millennials, Michaela and Zeke. Um, I think they both have potential to do very well, um, depending on how they can get into alliances, who they can align with. Um, aside from uh, the other question was, what would I do if I was out there? Yeah, I mean, it? like seeing the, you know, yeah, seeing the group of people that you have, and you know, you you sound like you know you're more strategic, like you got to do what you got to do. You know, you might have to, you know, hurt some friends or whatever. But what kind of would be your strategy going in? My first strategy would be to align with all the big threats. I would want to be working with the former winners, with the people who have the big targets on their back, people like Tony, uh, Sandra, JT. I would want to align myself with those people because, you know, everybody's going to be gunning for them and then nobody will be gunning for me. And I would kind of have that shield kind of protecting me uh, for a little while. And then come the merge, I would see who's left and see who I'm compatible with and who I can work with. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, group of people. Um, you know, seeing a little bit of the clips, it, it just looks like it's going to be um, intense. Um, I know you you know, you don't really want to talk too much about production, right? Um, but, you know, if you were asked, which we don't know if you were or not, would you have done it? Uh, if I was asked back for any season, yeah, I, I would absolutely do it again. Uh, I loved my first time on Survivor. I would definitely like a little bit of a gap if I could, like, I obviously I can't ask for it. It's not like I can plan out when I'm going to go on Survivor, if I ever go on Survivor again. Um, but if I get asked back at any point, I would definitely say yes. Oh, I wish that you would have gotten asked back then. Mm-hmm. That would have been... <laughs> You know, maybe sometimes you need that back-to-back, you know? Then you'll be just in game mode. Boom. Yeah. Right? We'll see. We'll see how <laughs> it works out, yeah. Okay. We asked this question to mainly a, a lot of reality stars that leave shows where, you know, food is one of those things, whether you are earned it or lack of food. But what was the first? thing you did eat or wanted to eat when you got home that you were craving i had a steak i had to get a steak and some mashed potatoes and i had to get that and for dessert i had like oreos dipped in peanut butter like just anything i could get my hands on that was like really tasty and like would help me feel like energized again because i felt so depleted after coming out of the game so i needed quick energy Oh, steak and mashed potatoes. Just go right to the the good old school. I mean, you can't go wrong with steak and mashed potatoes. I'm just saying. Yum, 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 yum. All right. So, you guys, unfortunately, Will is not able to make reality rally. But, obviously, you know, we still want to raise money and awareness for reality rally, Michelle's place. And we want to kick cancer in the butt, and we can do it together. Um, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever it is, um, every dollar counts. 
we put all our dollars together, um, it could save one person. Just think about that. Your dollar could save one person's life. So, Will, how can people find you on social media? Um, There's about so many different outlets. There's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. Oh, wait, you're too young for MySpace. (laughs) Pinterest, Snapchat. There's so many different ways that people can get in touch with you or find out your what you do in your links. Can you maybe just go over quickly um, your handles or w- w- whatever social media you use? Yeah, so my Twitter and Instagram handle is the same. It's uh, at window2wall, the number two, and then wall spelled like my last name, W-A-H-L. It's kind of like that rap song. I, I don't know the name of the rap song, um, but it was something that was like played throughout high school. Everybody – if People who are listening or my age, Windows they don't know what rap is. to the walls. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To the walls. To the That's it. On my bo- oh, you want me to start rapping. You know I was a rapper my past life, so I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, and, then, and then I'm not really on, like, anything else. Like, I have, like, a private at facebook and i don't use snapchat so that's really instagram and twitter is the main way to contact me or connect with me okay so um you guys got his handle windows to wall um and i'm sure he probably has a link on there or you could guys you guys could go to realityrally.com uh go to where it says reality star lineup click down and you'll find will and i'll ask you to donate and you can donate. And can you just, well, people get embarrassed about donating a dollar, you know, or $2. And we are big on the fact that every dollar counts. You know, imagine every single person that said, oh, I'm, you know, I just have a dollar, I just have a dollar. But if all those people donated a dollar, it could add up to a lot. Can you just tell people don't, not to be embarrassed about that? I mean, as long as they can donate a dollar, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Every little bit counts, just like you said. And it really does – it really can change lives. Like maybe it's just one more dollar needed to reach a certain goal and get to a certain point, and every dollar counts. It really can help and make a huge difference in someone's life. Awesome. Um, so make sure you guys go um, and donate under his name. Um, uh, my next question for you, um, we just got a couple more minutes left. Um, have you been doing any, um, you know, after Survivor where they do like meet and greets or you get together with other survivors that are around you and you do um, kind of where people can come and hang out, autograph signings? Have you, have you done any of that or do you have any uh, um, coming up in the future that you can let people know about? Uh, I'm a little bit isolated uh, in Ohio, uh, but I have been doing a lot of different podcasts with a lot of different people. Um, I did a Reddit AMA. Uh, I've been trying really um, to get very involved over the Internet and try to uh, connect with people that way. If anyone has any questions for me, like just tw- uh, tweet them at me or, um, you know, I- I'm not really sure how Reddit works too much. Like I kind of know Reddit, but I kind of don't. So if there's any way to, like, message me on Reddit and ask me a question, I'll try to respond there. Um, but any way that you can find um, Instagram and the – private DMs, try there. And um, there's a lot of different ways just to try to get out there, ask me a question. I'll be sure to respond if I can. Uh, I love responding to fans. I love talking to other people who are passionate about Survivor. Um, It's something that I'm very passionate about, so I love talking about it. Um, 
so have you are you around like where you are right now in college? Is there anybody um close by to you that that you you know stay in contact with or get to see when you're in college in Ohio State? Uh, there's really not. I think the only other like contestant who is in Ohio may be Judd from like season nine. Um, I'm kind. I'm really isolated. There's a lot in Chicago, a lot in New York, um, but where I am, I'm really isolated. I mean, we're back where I'm from in Jersey. You know, I'm very close to Zeke. I'm very close to a lot of other castaways like Tony and Michelle. And um, but in Ohio, I'm a little bit more out there compared to uh, a lot of these other people in major cities. Well, I know people in Ohio love Survivor. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, they do. People in Ohio absolutely (laughs) love Survivor. But it's just I don't know any other Survivor players that are in the area. Well, we'll have to do a, you know, a lookout for you and see if we can Google them. We can map them for you. Um, And before you go, a lot of people always ask, you know, um, I I was on a reality show and I was a huge reality fan of all different shows. Is there um, any other reality shows that you watch or um, that you're a fan of or that you'd like to be on besides Survivor? Yeah, I love Big Brother. Uh, If I could ever get on that show, that'd be great. Uh, Hunted, too. That new CBS show is um, really, really, really (laughs) cool. Um, big fan of Haunted, and I mean, a bunch of people on my floor watch The Bachelor, but I don't ever want personally to be on that show. That's not something I'm looking to do, but it's definitely crazy. If anybody's watching The Bachelor, uh, Corinne this season has been great. Corinne is cray-cray, as I like to say, but uh, I don't think you need Bachelor. I'm sure when you got off of Survivor, your life now is like Bachelor every day, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely. After you, <laughs> I definitely uh, don't have any plans on going on The Bachelor. Yeah, definitely not. But it's definitely a fun show to watch and see how it all kind of unfolds. Yeah, no, you live Bachelor every day. I mean, that that voice, the girls probably love it. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> All right, well, well, thank you so much for coming on Manic Monday. We really appreciate you taking out the time. Loved hearing, you know, your your experience on Survivor. Um, I know myself and Cherry and everybody out there listening would love to see you again so we can get you in our Survivor pool and make some money off of you. That's what I want to do. I just want to make mention, too, real you. quick. Um, we do have a Survivor recap show that will be starting up when Survivor starts. And I don't know if you met or you probably met him, but don't might not have recalled uh, who he is, but Michael Albright, who has met, he's met more survivors than any other person on the planet. Um, he's our host, and I'm sure that he will be reaching out to you to join us uh, during the season of Survivor. So I hope you'll come back and join us for a night of re- recalling the season's episodes of um, Survivor on his show with us. Um, Anytime Absolutely. you have, you know, available. He does his shows on Thursday nights, so if you have a Thursday night available during the season, I hope you'll come back with him and, you know, recap an episode with him. He's going to be reaching out to all this past season's uh, survivors and having them on. So love to have you back with Mike Albright and uh, do an episode with him. Just love uh, to talk about I, Survivor I there. Yeah, do you remember I actually Mike? remember Mike. Everybody yeah, loves yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he's a yeah, great guy. Everybody knows he's... Mike. 
Yeah, yeah great guy. Great so, yeah, guy. definitely. I'll be on the lookout for that. Um, definitely. Great. Glad to hear awesome. it. Awesome. All right. Well, awesome. thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, you have you a good have night. A great Make sure night. you guys find him and donate under his name for a great cause, Reality Rally, Michelle's Place. Thank you again, Will. You have a great night. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. My gosh, so cool. I know. He's so cool. He doesn't and seem like any, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, you know, he's he not a young so much eyes, more I mean. mature. Right. Yeah. Yes. More mature than me, and I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we do have your next guest on the switchboard. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, you know what? As I normally say, I might not be afraid. But I'm probably naked right now. So that's a good way to intro our next guest. You guys, he's also going to be attending Reality Rally, so let's welcome him. So, Cherry, let's bring up our next guest. From Naked and Afraid, Mexico, we have Mr. Brandon Dix with us. Thank you for coming in, Brandon. Hey, thank you all for having me. Hey, Brandon, how are you? This is Michelle. Thank Thank you for taking the time out to call into Manic Monday. Hey, no problem. This is uh this is fun. <laughs> we haven't even got started yet. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you I hope you didn't mind the intro that I had, but um <laughs> Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Trust me, I'm used to it by now. I know. I do it every time. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if anybody laughs. I might be the only one that laughs, but anyway, Thank you so much for calling in all the way from Arkansas. And all I got to say is I'm going to send you some snow because you sent me a message like, we don't get snow around here. How's the snow up there? I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, we got one snow this uh, this winter, and it lasted about half a day. Wow. Um, How much is snow in Arkansas? Like, uh, I'm – Northeastern part, kind of close to Tennessee, just south of Missouri. Uh, around here, we're about an I hour from everywhere. I got family in Searcy. Yeah, I know where Searcy is. I'm about an hour from Searcy, too. Uh, yeah, we probably I got, got family about in Blyville, maybe family a quarter of an inch. Yeah. yeah, they're all, I'm, I'm, I'm right in, in the middle I'm in St. Louis. Yeah, I'm, oh, okay, I'm yeah. in St. Louis, Missouri, so I'm not far from here. Yeah, I'm from Jonesboro. A little closer about, than an hour. And yeah. Half. Yeah. So what do you have, 70-degree weather too, Brandon? Are you going to rub it into a 70 degrees here? Blah, 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 blah. Actually, <laughs> it was 70 degrees on Saturday. Over the weekend today, it's probably about 40. Oh, so that's kind of cold for you guys, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, actually, for me, it's just kind of just right. Just right. Well, it's it's 20 degrees here. We got winds of 50 miles per hour. And so it feels like uh, one degree here. Yeah, y'all just keep that up. (laughs) (laughs) So me and my naked afraidness better stay inside my heated house because we don't want no frostbite. Well, uh, thank you again for calling in. We are here because you will be attending Reality Rally. Um, Brandon, this is your first year attending, right? Yeah, this is the uh, yeah this is my first uh, time to do this. So yeah, it's uh, definitely excited and. for a good cause, so let's. Uh, I, I thought to myself, why not? So, what made you uh, get involved um, in in Reality Rally? Did 
did they reach out to you? Did you speak to other uh, uh, other people that did Naked and Afraid? Because Naked and Afraid has been um, really, um, you know, prominent um, in the past years of reality rallies. Let, let us know how you got involved. Well, I'm pretty uh, good friends with A.J. Snyder and uh, Laura Thompson and a few other people that go out there every year. And I was down in Texas. I was actually I went to go visit uh, Laura Thompson and her family, and we were supposed to be a group of us go down there. And uh, somehow I ended up being the only one. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about it, and then she just kind of was like, you know, you should do this. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, I'm – to me, it was kind of a little overwhelming at the time because I still feel like, like nobody knows who I am. So I was like, well, if I do this, nobody's, no, nobody's going to know who I am. Uh, and I just kind of felt like I didn't deserve, you know, this opportunity to do this. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know what, let's just do it. So I talked with uh, E.J. Snyder a little bit, and he, you know, went over everything with me and told me exactly what it was, what this event entails and what it's for. And uh when he when got, done, got done talking to him, I said, well, you know what, let's do it. And so uh, I contacted them and went from there, and now I'm going to be there in April. Well, first off, I just want to say, people are going to know you, Brandon, okay? Yeah. I watched you. Sherry watched you. We watched you, okay? Yeah. So that's number one. Number well, two, I appreciate, DJ I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. EJ Snyder is a very good friend of ours here at Manic Monday and a dear friend of mine, amazing guy. Um, it, it is an absolute amazing experience, Brandon. I, this is going to be my seventh year. I've done it since the beginning. Wow. Yes. So get ready to have fun, uh, maybe cry a little bit when you go to Michelle's place so that you can actually see uh, the money that you raised, where it goes, mm-hmm. who it helps, what it does. Um, it, it is an absolutely amazing event. Um, everything's basically drawn out for you, what you're going to be doing, where, when, and how. Um, and, all, and all of it at the end, you're having fun. You're hanging out with fans and, you know, past, uh, you know, other reality stars and different shows. And really at the end, you're, you're raising funds and while you're having fun. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're saving lives. So it, it really is amazing. Um, to see. Um, That's one of the, the the beautiful things about this uh, experience that we all share as you know a reality family. Uh, that's one of the things that, that and honestly, that's probably the best thing that's came about this whole ride that we've all been on. You know, even though we were on part of different shows, we're still part of the reality family, and it really does feel like a family. Uh, where else are we going to get this opportunity to? have these kind of experiences and to be able to affect other people's lives the way, you know, we are. And that's just, that's awesome. I mean, and so I'm I'm fully embracing it now. Yeah. The really cool thing is we all get together and it's like, we've known each other forever. You know, we, we all get together, we all hang out and it it really is um, interesting. uh, You know, different types of shows, different types of personalities, uh, it, we're all getting together for, you know, the same cause. I mean, I know, um, you know, everybody has been touched or dealt with cancer in their life. Um, whether you've heard about it through a family or friend or your family has gotten yourself, you know, this is something that's worldwide that everybody 
um, has been touched by. So to be able to raise money and awareness with the plateau that we have, right, Brandon? We we have right. a, a type of plateau that we can be able to reach out and, and express it more. And a couple of years back, we actually have focused on men having breast cancer. And, you know, a lot of people were not aware that men could have it. So it, yeah. it's not just women's breast cancer. It's, it, it broadens out to um, a lot of different types of, uh, of cancers and to open up your mind and, and realize that in this world, you know, unfortunately, that's what we deal with. So it's there. Let's let's try to battle it out. So we're going to go, and at the end of the our, our conversation, um, we'll let people know where they can go to donate, because even though the, the do- donations are done, the deadline for to get onto Reality Rally, we're still going to be able to donate money under your name. So you guys yeah. get ready, get your pens ready, because um, we'll be talking about how to find that link. But, Brandon, we want to talk a little bit about you, right? Okay. Let people know about you. Um, first off, I just want to say we are huge animal lovers here. We love mm-hmm. our animals. We love, love, love. And I, I saw that you are an animal control officer, correct? Uh, I used to be. Uh, I ended up having to step aside from that job uh I, I, what I'm doing now is still, I work with wildlife right now, so I'm, I'm mainly in nuisance animal removal, but I do it in a non-lethal way. Uh, but, yes, I did work as an animal control officer for about three or four years, and that by far was one of my favorite jobs I've ever, I mean, it wasn't even a job. It was it was something that I just loved doing. And, uh, unfortunately, I kind of got swept away in uh, some other stuff. Like, uh, matter of fact, I caught the TV bug, I guess you could say. And uh, I had to step away from there for a little bit, but I do plan on going back in full fledged. Uh, that just animals in general, they got to have somebody to you know to speak for them. And I, and it, I, I walk a weird line with that because I'm a hunter myself, but at the same time, I respect them more than just this is the same as much as I do people. I mean, it's just they're here on earth with us. Might as well, you know, take care of them too. Absolutely. Um, so you said, aren't you doing some sort of wildlife show? You, you show people or, you know, that you, you can kind of get animals or critters or whatever it is out of a situation without harming them and stuff. Like it was some sort of show that you were doing, correct? Yes, uh, what I, what I do is, yeah, it was radio shows. So what I was doing, or what I'm doing still, is uh, I, I try to educate people as much as I possibly can on the wildlife that is centered in my neck of the woods in Arkansas and how to deal with them in a you know like non-lethal, how to deal with them, how to get them out of your house. You know, sorry, my cat just kind of knocked some stuff over and just got distracted for a minute. But uh, how to uh, basically just Keep keep y'all separated from each other because when humans and you know wildlife get together, it rarely ends good. And so my job is to make sure that those interactions are limited, and when they do happen, they happen peacefully. I like it that your cat wanted to make an appearance on Manic Monday. It was like, hello, well, I'm here too. You showed up on Naked <laughs> and Afraid. The one thing I was I, I did not want on the show, <laughs> I, I didn't really mind. I didn't think it was going to end up. And yeah, he ends up on the show, and now he's trying to get on a podcast. 
Well, you can't blame them, you know. Um, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, being able to just, what you just said, that you don't feel like it's a job. It's just something you love to do and just being around wildlife and everything. Um, what kind of wildlife do you have around where you live? I mean, um, you know, we have be- some sort of bears kind of like, I got wild turkeys in my backyard. That's kind of cool, right? Like, what yeah, kind I mean, of wildlife do you deal with? Okay, so we have uh, we have your possums, your raccoons, uh, bobcats. We have beavers. We have uh, right now, currently, we're getting a little bit overrun with uh, groundhogs and uh, nutri rats, which are basically just beaver, you know, beavers without the flat tails. Uh, Let's see what else we got. We got snakes of every kind. Uh, I think in my area of Arkansas, we have Arkansas only has three, three or four poisonous snakes or venomous snakes, and uh, my area has all of them. Uh, and so I deal with them, just squirrels, anything that can get in your house or you know your shop or your building or your work. Deer, we have deer everywhere. There's, I'm surrounded by nothing but corn cornfields and rice fields and so the deer just swarm them all the time so you can drive down my road right now and probably see five or six deer so you know people are coming to people's yards and they're i think i think it was last fall there was one that we rescued out of a uh a pond that had frozen over we just got well brandon we have a question we have a question in the chat room how do you get a possum from stop how do you get a possum to stop crawling back under the porch? They've tried urine and they've tried vinegar, um, I mm-hmm. guess, to keep it from coming back, but that hasn't worked. Is there any uh, advice you can give uh, uh, Talbert's mom in the chat room? Yeah. Uh, uh, take, you can take water and cayenne pepper. You can spray that. Uh, possums are stubborn animals, so it doesn't really matter what you do. That could deter them for a little while, but in all seriousness what you should probably do is block off whatever holes are coming in you need to get a non-lethal trap trap it or have somebody else trap it and you're going to have to remove that animal like at least 10 miles away from that area because that possum more than likely has already made that it's den, and so it's going to keep coming back Uh, if you get it within between five to ten miles away then the possum We'll end up finding another one. So just take it, you know, like I said, non-lethal trap. Possums aren't going to really, they're not really that dangerous. Uh, they've still got some gnarly teeth, and they, they will bite, but most of the time they try not to do that. So if you can get it in a non-lethal trap, get somebody to help you, take it out at least five to ten miles away from your home and let it release it there, it won't come back. It'll end up, it's too far removed from its old den to try to find a new one. But the cayenne right, pepper well, and water combination will work for a little back while. And said that, that this this must be a Cajun possum because he likes the cayenne. <laughs> oh, never never mind then. Yeah, it looks like the only option she's got now is just to move it. But I, so I wouldn't is recommend, it recommend doing it without ten miles. Like yeah, if, if it's any closer, they'll go back. Really. Yeah, they'll usually uh, with raccoons. It's like twenty miles. Raccoons are the same way. I found out because yeah. they used to get into my hummingbird feeders, and I thought it was far enough away. We took it across the Mississippi River, and but the Mississippi River is close to my house, but mm-hmm. found his way right back to my house. 
and yeah. right back up on my porch. <laughs> and so we had to trap it again and take it a long distance for it not raccoons to come back. Are, raccoons are pretty cool. They're one of my favorite animals because they're fearless. And they're a lot smarter they than people fearless. give them credit for. I mean, they... they those things can they're they're genius. They can get into anything. They can adapt to any environment you put them in. Uh they're just they're amazing. Those things are cool. Well I we uh it went we, across we, the uh, Mississippi River, it's gotta be smart. <laughs> yeah. We keep uh raccoon we used to keep raccoon baby raccoons in the summer when we'd come across like a a den that would you know, was destroyed or something like that and they were abandoned. We would actually come in and bring them home and foster them. I think at one point we had three or four rat, baby raccoons. If they want Are something, they they'll find a way to get it. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, they're, they're amazing. amazing. <laughs> Are they friendly, though, for you to be able to, like, ha- have them, or is it just because they're babies, they don't they don't know with be harmful or whatever? Oh, they can be yeah. mean. With, they can definitely raccoons, be mean. Yeah, you can never fully domesticate a raccoon. Uh what you can do, though, is you can keep them for the first year. Usually after the first year, uh, which you, with, especially with the males, when they go through that first rut where they, you know, they go through puberty and they start uh, maturing, they become really highly aggressive. So what you got to do then is lock them in a cage, like a little pen, and hold them in there until they pass through that phase. And once you get them out and once they pass through that little, it's like a, it's not a very long window, maybe a week or so. Uh, once they pass through that, they'll be all right. You can get them neutered or spayed, but still, the raccoons are always going to have that little bit of wildness to them that never fully goes. So, yeah, they can be your friend for a little while, but at any moment, they could probably just turn on you. So, I wouldn't recommend keeping them as a pet. They're cute Yeah, they are cute. cute. Man. I wouldn't recommend keeping yeah. one as a pet unless you knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, no, I... I, I want you to get a groundhog for me and check and see if you can if it sees its shadow and let me know when the snow's gonna be over. <laughs> I thought he saw a shadow. We got six more. He weeks, did, right? but I need a I need a second opinion. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't trust that uh, guy up there. <laughs> we'll get one of the southern ones and we'll have it checked out. Yes, please. Oh my goodness. Well. You know, obviously that background that you have must have really helped you out a lot um, when you were on Naked and Afraid when you were in Mexico. Um, talk a little bit about your experience on being on Naked and Afraid. That was one of the wildest things I have ever done in my life, <laughs> by far. And uh, it was a, the, the key word there is experience. And I learned what I could do, and I learned what I couldn't do out there in Mexico. Um, that island, we were on an island called Cayo Venado, which basically meant, I think it meant Deer Island. And, uh, yeah, it was wild. I mean, I've never been in a location anywhere close to that. And every every day it was just you're walking around and you're like, what is that? That's cool. Okay, can I touch that? No, I can't touch that. Oh, look, I'm sick now. Uh, and then there's six the island. Tree. Just, yeah, you know, because you dealt with animals, you have to deal with this tree that's poisonous. Of all the things in this world that I prepared for going out there on this show, I, oh, I focused on wildlife 
That's all I did. I was like, okay, so I, I know I can catch animals with my bare hands. I can hunt. So hopefully my partner knows everything about, knows this other side. So I'll just focus on that. So I really didn't pay attention. I knew about the Chechen tree, but I didn't pay attention too much to it. And so when we got there, day one, we're walking through the mangrove swamp, which is, you can't even see the sunlight half the time. So we're walking through there and I see it. I see it. I see one Chechen. I'm like, okay, so we know to stay away from that. Well, what got us is the first night we camped, the mosquitoes were so bad that we decided to move camps. So we moved closer to the ocean. And I started picking up firewood, just, you know, sticks off the ground to make a fire with. And when I did, I felt my hand was covered in this sticky tar. And I immediately knew, oh, I'm in trouble. And so I tried to get it off. When that, when that sap sticks to you, the only thing you can do is ride it out. Once that sap gets on you, it, it, it's like syrup. It sticks to you. Uh, and so we were, you know, I, I dealt with that. And I'm like, okay, so it's just on my hand. I can, I can minimize that. It's not a whole lot. Well, the next morning when we got daylight, we realized that we built our shelter right on the Chechen tree. Oh, my goodness. And I had it all over my body. Uh, I, I still got a little bit, a couple of scars. My leg is scarred from it. The one on my leg, I wish they would have showed a better picture of it because it was it was gnarly. It was it was nasty. It the the sap burns through your skin. I could feel it all the way. I could feel it in my joints. I could feel it in my bones. I could feel it spreading. It was really a weird feeling, and it made it was miserable. What made it even worse was me and Rob and my partner. We're sleeping in the same spot, and I was the only one to get it. <laughs> That's crazy. And, yeah, the medic told me it was because uh, she was darker than I was. She was tan, really, really tan, and I'm I'm pasty white. And uh, I look like a sheet of paper. And that's what caused it. The, the lighter skin tone you have, the more successful, I can't even say that word, uh, the more likely you are to be affected by it more. And, yeah, I got it bad. It was behind my ear, got wind in my neck, my ribs, my leg, my toes, my feet. I mean, I had it all over my body. Is there anything Man, that, that be... you can get? How do you take it off? Or do you just, I know you said you have to ride it out, but, I mean, if you had, you know, gone to the hospital, say, then and there, is there yeah. something that they could use to remove it, like pour milk on you? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what what would remove it. Well, with me, what I what I was doing, uh, as far as like medically, I'm really not sure. I mean, I'm sure they have something that can like peel it back off or scrub it, scrape it off. With what I was doing was I was going out in the salt water, and I was letting the water like the water was a little chilly, so I was letting the water kind of harden the sap, and then I would peel the sap off. But by then, it was already, like, you know, it already infected my the area it was touching. Uh, I know I got, I received a, it was so severe that the medic came in, and he gave me B12 shots. And those seemed to help out a lot, but it really didn't do anything. I mean, it, it kind of calmed it down a little. It slowed it down is the better word. And then uh, my partner had found a plant, which is, it's pretty cool. You have the Chechen tree, and then usually right next to the Chechen tree is this little plant that's the antidote for the Chechen. And I, what's the name of it? Chaka? I think it's called the Chaka. I, I might be mistaken on that. 
And so what Robin found that. And so what we were doing after that was she would bring me the leaves and I would take the leaves and I would literally just ball them up in my hand and just start scraping the areas. And within a day of that, it was, it was already gone. It was gone. Wow. Goodness. Imagine that a tree. Ugh. Yeah. A, a, a tree was my downfall. <laughs> now, talk a little bit about Robin. She was an awesome partner. Um, you know, you, you watch Nick and Afraid and you have a tendency to watch, you know, sometimes partners going at it, but Seemed like you guys, you know, uh, had a good rapport with each other. You still stay in contact with her? I talk to Robin at least uh, maybe once or twice a month. And the show was was over a year ago. Uh, Yeah, me and Robin, we hit it off great. And I could not have been more thankful for a better partner, a better human being, because she was one of the coolest people I've ever met. Uh, We hit it, like I said, we hit it off from the get-go. Uh, our personalities were a little bit different, and I think that's what saved us. So I think that's why we hit it off so well, because I was the more aggressive, and she was kind of laid back, and it, we kind of suited each other just just perfect. I mean, we really were the perfect couple, just in a really bad situation. Man, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing, because you just don't know really what you're going to get yourself, you know, into, um, and you think you, you've got a background for, you know, dealing with nature, but some damn tree, you just try to get, you know, some shelter under, it becomes your demise. Uh, how how did you decide that you wanted to get naked and Afraid? I mean, wh- what about the naked part? You didn't really talk about that. Was that a little weird, or did you just kind of, after a couple hours, was like, eh, no biggie. <laughs> Good thing you didn't put a, a touching leaf on you or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might be uh, sharing a little, little bit too much information, but uh, I don't like. I, I feel like I might be a natural nudist to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I've never been one to shy away from anything. Like in high school and everywhere else I'd go. I mean, if we go out on a long night. Sometime or another, I'm going to probably have my clothes off. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my brother's like that. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of just when. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what my friends keep telling me. They were like, dude, it's just any minute now. And then, you know, you'll see me start taking my shirt off, and they'll be like, there goes Brandon. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't have an issue with the nudity. I got on Naked and Afraid. I, the radio show I, I was telling you all about earlier. So I was really good friends with them, and they were telling me about it. I knew about the show. I just never really – this was never really something I really wanted to do. And the radio show kept – the DJ there kept telling me, like, dude, you should apply. And I brought in the application on air, and I filled it out, and we talked about it and then uh, on, the, on the show. And then I sent it in. A week later, they called me. I'd actually forgotten I did that. And then they called me, and I was like, okay, I guess uh, I guess this is real. And I really didn't think. I was like, oh, they probably just call everybody just to say, we got your app. And then, uh, let's say, maybe two or three months later, they called me, and I went through the process, the actual, you know, casting process. And I kept thinking, I'm still never going to make it on the show. I'm never going to make it. 
And then maybe a week and a half before I left, it was, hey, here's your plane ticket. Oh, this is real. Okay, I um, guess I'm going. <laughs> wow. That was basically it. I just went for it. Now, you're married and you have kids. What was it like letting them know, by the way, hey, I'm, I'm going to do a reality show, and I'll be naked and and been afraid <laughs> okay so my kids loved it i have two sons they're miniature versions of me so they were all like excited the wife not so much uh not so much uh, especially since my kids went to the school and told everybody in the school that I was, their dad was going to be on naked and afraid so when we'd go up there to pick them up the teachers would ask my wife, oh, hey, I heard your Brandon's doing Naked and Afraid. And so it, my wife would just, like, she'd cover her face and, oh, my God, my husband's crazy. And then uh, <laughs> the radio show, so my wife works for a dental office here in town, and the radio show is what they play at the dental office. So every Wednesday she would get to hear me talk about it. And it, the patients and all that, because all our coworkers were, you know, make comments. So the patients would come up and make comments, and she was just she never, she never heard the end of it. Uh, so yeah, and then I left, I came back, and when I came back, it was you know ten million questions before I even made it back from the airport to the house. And I was just like, can I just get like a minute? <laughs> it just never. It is still. It has never to be hard for a wife, though. I mean. I, I can I can uh, understand her. I I can understand you too. I really can. Yeah. I mean, you're you're following your dream and and doing something that's so cool. But I can understand a wife having some a little bit of apprehension about sending off your husband to go be naked and afraid with somebody some other female you don't even know and. Right. It wasn't until my episode had aired, like after it aired, she kind of relaxed. She was like, okay, I, I understand now because I didn't really tell them. I tried to hide, not hide a really bad word. Isn't it? Uh, I tried not to tell them everything <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened out there. Uh, I, I, you know, I kind of glossed over some of the details just because I wanted them to see, because I didn't feel like me being able to tell them exactly what happened out there would be enough. So I wanted her to see exactly, you know, the kind of things that we were going through and just to see mine and Robin's relationship out there and that she really had nothing to worry about and that it's, to be completely honest with you, and I've told her this and I tell everybody this, you got a man naked and you got a, a woman naked the thing that everybody always, the question I always got asked was, was there any kind of tension between y'all? No, because you don't have time to think about that out there. As soon as you... in the middle of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and seriously, you don't have time because everything out there wants to kill you. <laughs> and as bad as yeah. that sounds, that, that's the truth. There is no give when it comes to mother nature she's coming at you full bore and she doesn't care mother nature does not care what your thoughts are what your plans are what your intentions are if she can deal with you she's going to deal with you and so 
you know, from day one, we had storms. I remember going on the boat, getting on the boat to go to the island. I'm looking at like, it's storming already. We just got here. You know, so between the storms, the uh, the cat, the big cat that came into our camp, the snakes, the mosquitoes, you know, uh, the major storm that hit at the very end, you don't have time to have those kind of thoughts. And so it's yeah, just, it's like not said, like the camera, so, the camera stops filming, and Mother Nature decides to stop doing what she's doing, and the wildlife decides to you know go to sleep. It just doesn't work like that. No. Uh, if anything, when you get ready to go to sleep or try to sleep, because you don't sleep out there, uh, nights nights are literally a fight for survive, fight for your life because the mosquitoes and bugs are relentless. No matter what we did, they were relentless. But it seemed like whenever you were getting ready to let your guard down, something big would happen, something bad would happen. And so you don't, you just, you got to keep your head on a swivel out there. You don't have time to, you're just trying to make it from point A to point B. That's all you're trying to do. Like somebody in a chat room just said, it it is no romance show. There's no, no toothpaste, no soap, no deodorant. You know, it's no romance show at all. No, no. No toilet paper. No toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not where you're going to uh, be romantic. No, that, that that's definitely, and then you know, within the first day, you're already it's, you're just so exhausted from the, just on the first day, you're exhausted and you're covered in head to toe in bug bites. I mean, it's it's it's, it's nasty. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, watching Naked Afraid for so many years, I just I've, you know, that thought never came into my mind watching it. Like, oh, I wonder if they're, you know, doing stuff. But no, I'm like. They're just cuddling to keep warm, like, and probably crying in each other's arms. That's what they're doing. <laughs> That's you exactly know? right. Every night, just, oh, somebody hold me. <laughs> somebody hold me. Yeah. Wipe away the tears without a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Would you ever do it again? I want to go so bad. Uh, I've been emailing them and calling them, and I've been just bugging them every day. Hey, send me back. I want to go back. I got unfinished business out there. I'm ready to go again. Um, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see if that's in, if that's in my future or not. Uh, like I said, though, well, I just, I, 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 yeah, have there, there've been redemption. Back, so. there, yeah, people have been brought back. So I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that me and Robin get the call to go again one day. And it would be awesome if they could send us together again. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be great to see. Um, okay, well, we're going to be getting near the end of our show, so I don't want to miss out on okay. uh, getting people to still donate um, under your name. So mm-hmm. you guys can go to realityrally.com. You could scroll uh, under Reality Stars and go to Brandon Dix and donate that way. Um, but there's also your social media, Brandon, and um, – I I don't know if you know your, your Twitter handle. <laughs> so we'll get We talked Go about ahead. Twitter the other day. I have a Twitter account. I don't know the last time I've been on it. Uh, I don't use Twitter a whole lot. I'm mo- I'm mostly a Facebook and Instagram kind of person. So you did look up oh. Brandon Dix on Facebook. I post the links to the uh, donation page all over my Facebook page. So that's about the only thing I use. 
Okay, and you said Instagram. Do you know what your Instagram is? Yeah, I think it's Brandon Dix fifty one. Okay, Brandon Dix fifty one, and then Brandon Dix on uh, Facebook. I did think mm-hmm. I tried that handle that you gave me, but I don't think it worked. Um, For Twitter, well, there was a lot of different. One. Yeah, the Twitter one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't um, remember. Okay. Not, don't even bother with Twitter. I don't ever use it. Okay, well, don't bother with Twitter, guys. He might be on MySpace, too, if you want to look that up. I'm still probably on MySpace. I, you know, I probably still am, too. <laughs> well, Brandon, thank you so much for calling in to Manic Monday. We absolutely yeah. uh, enjoyed you coming on and sharing your experiences. Um, mm-hmm. You could always always come back uh, so we can maybe talk more and get really into detail um, hopefully by the next time you go on Naked and Afraid, because we're hoping to see you back there. Redemption definitely is des- uh, deserved. Um, and can't wait to meet you at Reality Rally. Uh, make sure you guys go. Donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, fifty dollars. It doesn't matter. One dollar can make and save and change a life. Just remember that. Absolutely. So, and thanks for having um, me. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I said, come back on anytime. Do you watch any reality shows besides, you know, Naked and Afraid or any other shows that you watch? Hunting? I'm going to be honest with you, not really. <laughs> I yeah. don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, I really didn't even know about Naked and Afraid until the radio show was like, hey, you should go do this. That's all right. That's right. We'll get you hooked on Big Brother. We'll make you watch Big Brother, and then next next thing you know, you'll be my sidekick, and we'll be going back and forth, and we'll be watching Canada together and all that good stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, say bye to everybody. Um, Brandon, we've got a chat room. we got listeners, and we also have people that uh, listen to the show uh, because they can't be here live, but they're listening right now from somewhere. All right. Well, hey, everybody out there, thanks for listening. And, uh, just you know, if you all want to talk to me, ask me any questions, hit me up. All right, you guys. Hit up Brandon, and please don't forget, donate under his name. That would be great for Michelle's face and breast cancer and any type of cancer um, awareness. Thanks again, Brandon. You have a good night. Um, All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks. Take care, hon. I am going to be on the lookout for any tree that's suspicious, any tree um, that looks weird. (laughs) I will be staying far away from it. And I will Absolutely. Be, I'll be hitting up Brandon for that information on that groundhog. Like I got some questions for that goddamn groundhog. <sighs> okay. Well, you guys, what a great show tonight. Great guests. Thank you to our first guest, youngest survivor ever, Will. And also to Brandon from Naked Afraid. We hope to see him back again. He was amazing on it. Great partner. Uh, we want him to get some redemption. Can't wait to hang out with him. Um, we're doing these shows to raise money for uh, Michelle's Place and to make awareness for what Reality Rally is all about and what brought us all here together. So please, please, please donate, retweet, pass it along. Um, next week, you guys, um, we will be having a tag team Naked and Afraid duo of Amanda and Lindsay. They will be calling in next week. So that's going to be exciting. They wanted to be on together. They requested to be on 
together. Okay? So we're going to have boom, boom. We're going to be having lots going on. Amanda. Lot of free. And Lindsay. And who? Lindsay. Lindsay. Um, the following week, um, which is the 27th, um, we will be having, let's see, actually, um, Brandon brought up her name, and um, she will be calling in as well, which is Laura Thompson Nelson, or Nielsen, depending on how you say it. Uh, she was on Naked and Afraid, and she says that she was on one of the most controversial Naked and Afraid to date. Her and her partner, unlike Brandon and Robin, did not get along. So, she wants to talk about that. And also on February 27th, we have Amanda Coelho from Hell's Kitchen 9. And I want to say that she's been on here before. So, can't wait for her. March March 6th, we have Debbie Harrison from Naked and Afraid. we got lots of Naked and Afraid going on. Um, and there's probably going to be some more. Um, probably that day as well, I would like to get a Survivor on there, seeing that Survivor will be airing on the 8th. Um, and then right around the corner from that, you guys, we've got Big Brother Canada happening. So, you know Who what that means. Uh, Debbie Harris from Naked and Afraid. And uh, I believe the 15th is Big Brother Canada, you guys. Mm-mm-mm. Pretty, pretty exciting. So we got a lot, a lot, a lot of crazy, amazing, epic guests. Only crazy is me, so we'll just put that out there. All right. <laughs> well, um, let's finish up this show. I just want to wish everybody a very happy Valentine's Day. Just know that I love you, and Cherry loves you, and all of us on Manic Monday, we're just one big love fest. So, you know, I'm not a huge Valentine's Day person because I feel like you should love somebody every day. You should give me chocolates every day. shouldn't have to be just on the 14th. I like chocolates all the time. I like it with, like, almonds or walnuts or, you know, whatever. Anyway, just throwing it out there, chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> A bubble bath, which we don't want to say that in front of the naked and afraid people because, you know, bubble baths, that's what they want. Poor things out there in the jungle. But they can probably get some mud baths and stuff like that. I always look at the positive. I'm like, really? Maybe they can get a mud bath. Or a mosquito pit bath. Anyway. Um, thank you, Cherry, for everything you are doing. Oh, we got also to say happy birthday to Talbot's mom's daddy. Your birthday. All right. Absolutely. Sorry, I love you. No, you you are my Valentine girl. I love you, you too. You are mine as well. Stay safe and all that snow up there. Yikes. <laughs> I don't want any Please more. Please keep it up there with you. <laughs> yes. Listen, 
if I already got it, I don't want to give it to anybody else. I'll just keep it to myself. You know, I want you to have the 70. You you deserve it. Soon it will be my time. Soon it will be my time. Uh, But also, please say a prayer for me tomorrow. I'll be doing some tests. And I'm usually pretty good at I hope your test results are good. School. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Everything goes just fantastic. I want to All thank right. those that Let's come and sit in the chat room with me and keep me company every week. You guys rock. You guys are my Valentine's as well. Thank you to all who are listening tonight and who, those who will listen to us later by podcast. Thank you so much. We love and adore you. Happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners. We heart you. So we do. Thank you so much for being out there for us. Thank you for supporting the Rad Reality Show Network. Thank you for supporting Manic Mondays. Thank you for supporting us. We're going to wrap the show up tonight with violence. We always do. Everybody take care. Have a very happy, safe, and love-filled Valentine's Day to her home. Here's Ron to take us out tonight. God bless. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always an absolutely great night when we have our Michelle Costa. Michelle, say good night to everyone out there. Good night. As I make a heart with my fingers in the air, wave it around like I just don't care. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night. Again. Happy Valentine's Day. That's a wrap for tonight. Love yous. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.